everybody. Welcome to Liftoff Journeys, where we ignite the stories of those daring to soar. Join us as we delve into the uncharted territories of success, sharing the triumphs and hardships of extraordinary individuals determined to reach new heights. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and uplifted on Liftoff Journeys. Let's launch together. And today, I am beyond excited about having Pauline Geraci on as our guest today. Hopefully, if you're watching, you can see her visually. If not, you're hearing the audio. But Pauline has a bachelor's in elementary education and a master's in reading education. As you all know, my master's is in teaching, so this is near and dear to my heart. She is a published author of two books about teaching in prison, Teaching on the Inside 1 and 2. She's also self-published Gifts of the Heart and Poems in Their Pockets. Pauline is a retired U.S. Army Lieutenant, correctional educator, and gym owner. And I was telling her before we started, that sums up everybody in my entire life. So I just feel like you are the perfect person to come on the show and share your journey with us. You've accomplished the equivalent of in my family, what seven people have done. What has inspired you, Pauline, throughout your career to just continue to evolve and change? Um, I guess I just go with the flow. Um, I, I always am open to new opportunities and new challenges. I like to challenge myself. And so that's why, um, you know, and it, my mother was a teacher, so I've always wanted to be a teacher. And that's how I got in that. Um, area. And my father was a retired colonel. So that's how I mean, I grew up as an army brat traveling all over the world. So I was inspired by my dad to be in the military. And, um, and then correctional education, it was just, it was a, a different job. I didn't know, no teachers could teach in prison. I was never told that when I went to get my degree. So I thought, great, that sounds like a great challenge. So uh, that's how I got in there. And then um, fitness has always been my passion in the military and growing up, I've always played sports. So, um, when we moved to squim, my husband and I said, well, let's become part of the community and open a gym. So, um, I, so, cause I thought I could do a better job. Um, and, and I had a vision of what I wanted to do. So that's how I ended up opening up basically a fitness studio. And so, um, I'm still continuing fitness, personal training, but I'm not, I don't own the studio anymore. And I also teach Tai Chi and Zoom classes and spinning and strength. Um, so, and I'm pickleball is my newest challenge and my passion. So I'm trying to go as far as I can, as long as I can, while I'm still healthy. <laughs> well, and I know you also love to hike and garden too. So really you just love life, I guess. Is, oh is yes, I do. I do. I think it was uh, my mother said, well, my I found out, you know, I was born with a cord wrap around my neck and they called in a priest to give me the last rites. Oh, and wow. I, I think I was born a fighter. <laughs> it's just, you know, just keep chugging along, keep going. And, and I do enjoy life. I do have a passion for life. I just enjoy every day. Every day is, is wonderful. It's a new opportunity to do new things. And um, I just enjoy life. That's so fantastic. And I know one of the mantras that I've had throughout my life, I call it air, trying, always trying to be authentic, inspirational and relatable. And I do say that that comes from the teaching background, because what drives me is being able to inspire others. It's one of the reasons that I started this podcast. Is that what drives you? Is it, is it helping others, inspiring others? 
giving oh, yeah. the ability to help themselves? Yes, I want I want to make a difference and um, and see the difference. You know, um, even in correctional education, you don't you don't necessarily see the men later on. Um, but since I've retired from teaching, I've actually been in contact, or they've been in contact with me out of the blue. They'll Facebook me and say, "Hey, Miss G, how are you doing? You know, uh, I remember you know what you taught me in school and stuff, and um, and so that really." is near and dear to my heart. Just, I want to see them out there and not going back to prison. And um, fitness too, you know, I I live in a retirement community, basically. Squim is a retirement city, you know, a town. And um, it's so good to see, get people healthy. And, and they say, oh, you know, I was able to lift up my grandchildren. I was able to do this and do that, you know. And it's so good to see people succeeding and keeping them healthy. Oh, absolutely. Especially as people are, are living longer. It's, it's just yes. you know, so important now that people understand what and how to do that. And I know, you know, it's something that one of my daughters who is a personal trainer as well, you know, really, focuses <laughs> on the I'm telling you, you are the summation <laughs> of my entire family. It's really the craziest <laughs> thing. But, you know, one of the most amazing things is when I received your book, um, Gifts of the Heart, I just want to make sure I had it hold, held up the right way. I just, fell in love with this because it is almost a guide to resilience and inspiration, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, no matter what you're going through, I can find a a meaningful message in every story for different situations. And, and what inspired you to write the book? Um, I just being, um, going through all those experiences that year, um, in 2020, my husband had a heart transplant, um, and then my sister committed suicide. And then we went through some wildfires up here. And I just said, you know, I've always been a, a writer. I love reading and I have all these thoughts in my head and I like to put things down on paper. And so I said, you know, I, I've got some stories to say here and I'm going to do it. And I don't care um, how I do it. And my husband had published um, self-published a lot of um, trivia books on Amazon. And so I said, well, that's the way to do it, you know? And so I went ahead and did it. He helped me, you know, set everything up and all and how to do the covers and everything, get it out there. And so um, it, I wanted to see it come to fruition. You know, I like when I start something, I like to follow through and see it to the end. And I thought the things that I went through could help other people. I, they it's they really do. I mean, truly, I would say for anyone who's listening or watching, this is a book that you will keep by your bedside or wherever you drink your coffee in the morning and you can just turn to for inspiration and just a feeling that you're not alone. And I what I loved about the book was I got the sense that you had gone through so many things that in some cases seem much worse than even my worst experiences that I've gone through, but also in certain cases seemed like they were so consistent with what I had gone through that I immediately felt a connection. And I think that's really special for it to come out in a, in a book that way. What did you mm-hmm. learn about the book publishing process though? That had to be a new experience and learning for you, even though your husband's done it. Um, was it harder than you expected? Was it easier than you expected? Should anybody with a book idea go out and try it? What would you recommend? Actually, it was pretty easy, you know, actually, you know, the the biggest thing is putting everything down first 
on, you know, on paper on your computer and having that done first, then the layout process through Amazon um, is actually quite simple. And then, you know, picking, picking um, the title, the, picking the title is also <laughs> a hard thing, but, you know, choosing a cover and um, they take you step by step through the whole process, picking everything and editing and all like that. So it, it turned out to be easier than I thought. So do you have more books uh, in your future? Um, I don't know. I want to see how this do, these two do first. Um, I haven't quite thought of anything yet. Nothing has come to mind yet, but I'm sure something will because I'm always always thinking of things and um, contemplating. And, you know, that's why I don't play music a lot, like driving and stuff, because I like to be in my own head and think mm-hmm. think about things. And, and I always love um, observing people. You know, like in the prison, I, I always observed inmates and listened to what was going on and picking up on things. And um, I just love observing people in life. And so that's where I get a lot of my ideas. So and even even teaching in prison, I, I, um, I did a lot of creative things, wrote grants because I'd get these ideas and like, how am how can I make this more exciting for the inmates or the offenders to learn? You know, so and and bring bring um, things to life and get them excited about learning. And so yeah. I was always writing grants constantly to bring these um, activities into the classroom, even though sometimes I would get in trouble sometimes. <laughs> but it was like, you know, well, I have an idea. I'm going to I'm going to do it. And then that involves writing as well. You know, you have to your vision, you have to put it down. And then follow through and see it come to the end. And it, it's amazing what my vision was. And then when it actually, you see it and it's like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah. And, and I'm sure it must be very, very just, um, it gives you just like such a warm feeling inside that it's come to fruition and that you can see that you're helping people. As I mentioned, my father-in-law is a prison minister and he works with a lot of people in prison that are U.S. citizens, but were imprisoned outside of the U.S. A lot of people, you know, in sad stories, older people who went to Mexico to get medicine that they couldn't get in the U.S. and then were arrested coming back over for drug trafficking when, you know, that's not going to be the case. But the stories he's brought back, you know, really open your eyes to just the people that are in prison, their situations, the ones that, you know, really just didn't have a chance to learn and here you are coming there and teaching and sharing your ideas and your heart and learning so much and I think you know the book that you wrote with poems in their pockets is really eye-opening so I know I love this one because having my father-in-law speak about the prison experience for so long a lot of this was familiar to me but I learned a lot of interesting tidbits you know for example why people have numbers in prison and the fact that, you know, people could change their names limitless times and they often would. There's just a lot that really does make you think and reflect on your own life as, as you're reading these stories and appreciate kind of change the way that you interact with people. I found that after Mm -hmm. I read, after I read this book, I started interacting with everybody differently with a different perspective about just how to engage and listen and be more open to people's backgrounds. Is that what you kind of uh, set out to do was change people's perspectives when you wrote this book? Or did you just want to share your stories? What was the... Well, I 
I want them to see that, you know, you see all these TV shows or movies about inmates and offenders and, and criminals and stuff like that. And then I want, but they're, but they're different in a different, you know, even in prison, they're different. I want people to see their human side um, and how they're not all this as depicted normally, you know, in TV. And they're actually very, um, a lot of them very intelligent and very interesting, even their backgrounds. And, and this, you know, and then my writing kind of came full circle because then I got them writing about their experiences and then their writing, because we published uh, two books, one from Florida and one from Minnesota. Um, it went to schools and to young kids in schools and they wrote back, um, you know, in, like enlightened and uh, they felt that it helped their lives too, because, you know, I want, I wanted them to affect other people's lives in a positive way. And then like our children's book um, project, I had the fathers writing children's books and making the books themselves and writing to their children so they could bond with their children too, because, you know, in a, in a more positive experience and in their families. And so um, I guess everything I just want to just to, to affect everything else, kind of like dominoes, you know, it, and it ends up doing that more than you you realize or even visualize, you know, envision it happening. So. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you see, well, today you see all these posts on Instagram, but years ago before Instagram, um, you know, people would say, you don't realize how much your actions impact others without even knowing it. And a smile can change a person's future based on just, you know, letting them know that somebody cares. So I can only imagine what you brought to all of the prisons and then with these children's books initiatives, you know, how, how it came full circle for you. So look, you, you've done it all as far as going out there and seeking to change the world and doing it in a really positive way, both mentally, physically with your fitness center and the pickleball. You know, I even read in your bio, you've got both a dog and a cat. So it sounds like, you know, you just embrace the world and all of the goodness that's in it. What advice would you give to all of our listeners about how they can get the courage to be as you know confident as you are about being able to make a change and not being afraid to follow your passions? That's a good question. So you first have to have a specific dream or a vision that you want. And it doesn't need to be detailed, but you just need an overall vision. And it's probably something you've always wanted to do. It doesn't have to be major, like becoming a professional pickleball player. So you ask yourself, does the activity allow me to start small and improve over time? Um, are you doing an activity that you love? And are you good at it? So for me right now, it's pickleball. And I want to become the best I can be in pickleball. I'm not going to set really high goals like I want to be a 5.0 immediately. Incremental goals, short short goals, and then long-range goals. Um, and I'm going to work up to it. I don't overset my goals. I set realistic and attainable goals. And that's the same with fitness as well. You set uh, attainable goals for your fitness level. So next thing you ask is, how am I going to do it? So I always picture in my mind what I need to do to achieve my goals. 
you must be consistent and unrelenting in your endeavor. So, for instance, for pickleball, take lessons. I get out on the court every day. I practice, practice, practice. I sign up for local tournaments. I try to sign up for national tournaments and so on. So you need to look at what are the steps. And again, small steps to get to your goal. Then you tell people about your goals. Don't listen to negative people telling you that you can't do it. If you want it bad enough, you will find a way to achieve it. Just keep going and don't let anything or anyone stop you from achieving your goals. Maybe you have to change a few things to get there, but keep going. You have to believe in yourself and you have to show up to win. And some final words to keep motivated. Look at each day as a new start. I call it rewriting your video. So think of each day as a video you're starring in. And if it doesn't go well one day, well, then there's always the next day to edit that video. Surround yourself with positive people and things. If you can't, then you must be your own cheerleader. Don't wait for somebody else to motivate you. Read positive books. Be spiritual. Uh, I'm not saying... Um, religious or thing but my spirituality comes from being outdoors i gather my energy from the sun the trees the flowers and animals the other thing is i know myself and i know to renew my energy i must go within myself so i like a quiet place so i can do some deep thinking exercise is important too i don't mean go all out you could just go walking try tai chi qigong um, even pickleball whatever you enjoy doing and don't be afraid to see help, like counseling or maybe help from your loved ones or friends. Ask for help. Also, what is your why for living your life? Keep looking for the why. If you accomplish a goal, move on. If you don't, then reinvent yourself. Reinvent a goal. Try new things with abandon and enjoy your life. Most importantly, never, ever give up on yourself. Well, there you have it. Thank you, Pauline, for speaking with us on Liftoff Journeys today. Your story is incredibly powerful. You embrace life in such amazing ways and bring happiness and inspiration to so many others. I look forward to hearing all of the great feedback about the books that we talked about today from our audience and also having you back on a future episode. I can't wait to hear what happens next. And good luck in that pickleball. Mm -hmm.